eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in. Curd and Long here uh, uh, from beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I've seen Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 am Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Normally Ryan Horvath, but as we all know, it's Thanksgiving week, family calls and so forth. Uh, so Jeff Rieger and I uh, from 97 won the ticket. Wojo and Rieger. Uh, weeknight show there, a nice everyone the ticket in Detroit. He joins me at Rieger 1984. Those of you that are old school people remember 911 Rieger. All going back to when Terry Stotts was the head coach. Terry Stotts then becomes an assistant coach. I've texted Rieger. I was like, oh my God, he's back. This is amazing. And we didn't even make it to the regular season before he quit <laughs> and left. So can't boycott this team on Terry Stotts, Rieger. Sparky, how are you, man? You know, I'm actually going to start to take exception to something. Um, I've now been with you twice this year to talk Lions and Packers, and Horvath yeah. has not been here for either episode. So I'm not quite sure how else to take it other than he hates me. So I, I, I'm not <laughs> quite sure why he would. I don't know what I've ever done to him, but it, it really hurts. No, no, no. That's all right. And we're actually recording this earlier than we normally do. So normally we record these on Wednesday. Um but with the game on Thursday, I feel like that doesn't give people a lot yeah. of time when this thing posts at 5 Central on Wednesday. So instead, we're recording this Tuesday, and I'm going to post this Wednesday morning first thing to give everybody more of a chance to listen to this before the game on Thursday on Thanksgiving between the Packers and the Lions. You and I talked the last time, and I was on your podcast, which is going to happen again today because we're done. I'm going to go and jump on your podcast. And Everybody's I believe, got a podcast. Huh? Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. What's your <laughs> podcast called so everybody can listen? Uh, mine's the Daily Ticket. It's um, you know, once a day in Detroit, and uh, I give you 15, 20 minutes about the hottest issue. It's been all Michigan. All been Michigan being cheaters. That that's pretty much been the extent of the podcast, and people can't get enough of it. It's a Lions game on Monday, and then every other day it's 
Harbaugh knew they cheated. Where is Connor Stallions? It's been unbelievable. I can't get yeah. enough of it. People can't get enough of it. Harbaugh is weird. Uh, Harbaugh will be in the NFL next year, I think. And then that all that drama will be over with. But either way, who knows? Uh, okay. <laughs> so the last time you and I talked about this, I was very boisterous. You were. I was very confident in Jordan Love. and said, dude, he does suck. Like, he's going to be good. May not be this year, but he's going to be good. They got a lot of young pieces around him and so forth. Then the Lions game happened, and the Packers got owned by Hutchinson, and, and they, they couldn't stop him. One of the few times, by, back, by the way. What? One of the few times, actually, this year that the Lions have actually got home. But go on. Yeah. Uh, so, got absolutely annihilated by the Lions. So, then they get Max Crosby and the Raiders. He owns the Packers' offensive line. Uh, so there for a stretch this year, the Packers could have scored first half of games. They were awful. Uh, they seemingly got better second half of games, but the offense has been absolutely horrible for the most part outside of the first two games of the year. Now in the last three weeks, this offense is finally starting to pick up the pace. And we're hearing from these rookie wide receivers talking about that play. I did in this game on Sunday. I never would have done that in week three. Cause I would have been kind of, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, and now I'm able to play fast and, and be that guy. I think you're going to get a better idea of what this offense could be for the Packers coming into this week. However, they have no running backs. So uh, that also hurts with no Aaron Jones, no Eugene Wilson. They signed Patrick Taylor back. who has been with the Packers for a hundred years back to the active roster. He's nothing special. Uh, AJ Dillon has played well the last few weeks, but they're not Aaron Jones. And this offense was built around Aaron Jones being the guy in the offense. And when this offense was struggling, it was because Aaron Jones was out. And they couldn't figure out how to get a ground game going without Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones comes back the last three weeks, and this offense picks up, and away we go again. And now with Aaron Jones out again, and a good Lions. Well, they were a good Lions defense. I don't know if they're as good as they used to be. Uh, it seems like they've struggled a little bit. We could get into that. This Packers offense uh, may have their issues, I guess, one way or the other. From your perspective, what's your take, the fans' take on this Packers team as it's been going on throughout the year? Because I'm sure there's a lot of, good, screw them, they deserve it, I hope they lose every game. I'm sure there's a lot of that in Detroit. Uh, Believe it or not, Sparky, and you're not going to want to hear this because uh, nobody cares about you guys anymore. It's all about... That's great. I love that. Nobody cares cares about the Green Bay Packers. Some people care about the Minnesota Vikings and what they're doing with Josh Dobbs. Of course, they lost to the Broncos the other day, and Exactly. I mean, it's all been focused on the Lions, and they're eight and two for the first time since 1962. 19—that's 61 years. And I think everybody's been just pretty much caught up with the Lions' fever so much that you mentioned the Lions' defense. It's been atrocious since Week Seven. In fact, I have a stat for you that's truly horrifying if you're a Lions fan. But uh, according to Matic. The Lions' defense since week seven, success rate, they're 31st, and EPA, 32nd. So they are struggling, which is a great thing for your offense. So I've looked at Jordan Love, and what, two of the last three games, he's got a QBR of over 100, which is pretty impressive. I think what really kills the Lions is the ability to run the football if you're a quarterback. Love doesn't do that all that much. The last game, Lions held them to minus two yards rushing. The last game in Lions... The last game in Lambeau, it was a different Lions team. It really did. The defense got home. The defensive line wreaked all kinds of havoc. That's now all gone away. So I do think you're going to see a very close game. Since the Lions got blitzed in Baltimore and they got rolled by Lamar and John Harbaugh and company, they they beat the Raiders, but the Raiders blow, right, on Monday Night TV. Sure. 
And then they followed that up with a lackluster performance, two lackluster performances. If we're, if we're being kind of obvious, they went to Los Angeles and they allowed five straight possessions by Justin Herbert scoring touchdowns. And they won by Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and two. And then last week against the Bears, they were sunk. They were dead. Justin Fields did a little dance and a shimmy oh, and yeah. was saying, we beat you. Next thing you know, the Lions score 14 points unanswered, and they end up somehow coming away with a victory. But they really are kind of teetering. They, they don't seem to be that same dominant Lions team that we saw in, I don't know, weeks one through six. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so I got some good news for you. The Packers offensive line sucks. Okay, <laughs> so... Uh, left tackle has been Rasheed Walker, you know, first year starting at left tackle, inexperienced guy who, again, Hutchinson ate. Uh, and I am assuming he will eat again. Uh, they're going to try play Yash Diamond over there. Maybe he's a little bit better. But if they don't double Hutchinson and make him the point of concern, whether that's a tight end over there helping the left tackle or whatever, Hutchinson's going to have a field day again. He just is. Uh, the right guard, John Runyon, is horrible. Uh, they've been rotating in a second-year player, Sean Ryan, a drive here, a drive there, trying to figure out right guard. So right guard, left tackle are truly abysmal. Zach Tobin, right tackle, good. Uh, Myers at center, Matt LaFleur said this is maybe the best year he's had, uh, but he hasn't been very good most of his career in Green Bay. Uh, so that's still a question mark there, uh, but maybe not as horrible. Uh, and Elton Jenkins used to be really, really, really good. Uh, and has suffered injuries earlier this year and has been slow to kind of come back to form or whatever the case may be at left guard. We've had miscommunication on the offensive line where guys are clearly in the wrong space trying to block the same guy uh, and so forth. Uh, so that's been an issue. My big concern as a Packer fan is two things. One, not getting Jordan Love killed because if he survives <laughs> Detroit, then he's got Kansas City the next week. Then after that... Then they've got five games with teams that are as bad as them or worse. So that rest of that schedule, I I'm pretty happy with. But he's got to survive the next two weeks not getting killed. So I'm concerned about that. Other concern about the Joe Barry defense, which everybody here still wants Joe Barry fired, uh, the defensive coordinator, is can they stop the run? Because the last time, Gibbs really wasn't a factor. They weren't really playing him. Uh, Montgomery was the guy. Gibbs really wasn't getting a lot of run. Now, I didn't watch this last week, Lions-Bears game, but the last couple of weeks, based on my kids' fantasy numbers with Gibbs, it looks like he started to get a lot more run in that Lions offense. When Montgomery went out, they had to play him. And, oh, look at that. He's really good. That's why we took him there, Dan Campbell. So now I'm concerned that the run might, you know, are we going to see 15 runs from Montgomery, 15 runs from Gibbs? Gibbs going to catch five balls out of the backfield? Is that what Green Bay defense is up for? All right, so let's start with your offensive line and the Lions' defensive line that you talked about, right? Last time the Lions played the Packers at Lambeau, that D-line was all over Jordan Love. And they dominated you guys in the first half. You guys came back in the second half a little yep. bit. Lions ended up winning by 14. Since that point, the Lions played the Falcons where they had five sacks. But if you look at the Packers and the Lions as a team, they both have 23 sacks. 
kind of lower in the NFL. You're so worried about Aiden Hutchinson. Yes, he gets pressures. Yes, he gets hurries. Yes. Some people say, yeah, I don't know if you saw this. Chicago Bear fans were calling him a crier and a whiner. And then, of course, he sacks Justin Fields to end the game. It was a strip fumble. Ball game safety. But he's had one sack in four games. So he gets doubled, and they have nobody else that can really pick up the slack, whether it's Aline McNeil, John Kaminsky, Benito Jones, Isaiah Bugs, who didn't play last game. They have nobody else that can get home. So it was interesting because at the trade deadline, every Lions fan was like, oh, please, Brett Holmes, please, 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 go out and get some D-line help. We are a special team. Go help us. And they did nothing with the exception of going to get a receiver who played like three snaps the other day at Donovan Peoples-Jones. And when you saw Chase Young went to... Uh, the Niners for yep. a third round pick. I remember I was listening to Valente, our afternoon drive show, and um, they, I, I was uh, it was it was Halloween, I believe, if I'm not it was, mistaken. Yeah, that's yes. right. And and I'm listening to Mike and Rico, our afternoon show. They're fantastic. And Mike literally picked up a chair and threw it and broke the chair when Chase Young went to the Niners for a third round pick instead of Detroit. Like it's ridiculous because as good as Brad Holmes has been, and he's been awesome as the GM of the Lions. For some reason or another, they have it in their mind, this culture thing. They will never bring a guy in that's not going to fit their so-called culture. So they had a great chance to go out and make their biggest weakness a strength in the D-line. There was guys we had, as you know, they did nothing. So I wouldn't worry so much about Jordan Love getting killed on Thanksgiving because they can't get home. And every quarterback they've gone against has had ridiculous amounts of time, even last week. Justin Fields, all kinds of time, they just settled for way too many field goals. Week before, Justin Herbert carved them apart. So it's not the same defensive line as it was. As far as the offense is concerned, Javier Gibbs has been great. He's been great since week. When did David Montgomery go down? I believe it was week five. He's been outstanding. He's coming to his own, and he can kill you both ways. He catches the ball way more out of the backfield than he runs the football because David Montgomery is more about that. Yep. But yes, he can definitely hurt you. And David Montgomery has picked up where he's left off. Like, he was awesome against you guys. He was awesome to start the season against this great offensive line. Then he got injured for a couple games with a thigh injury. He's come back, and he's kind of finding his way back. But he scored the game-winning touchdown against his former team on Sunday, the Bears. So that had to feel good for him. But it's not even those two guys you got to worry about. Like, Jared Goff is a top-three quarterback in football, despite throwing three picks the other day against Chicago. He looked horrendous. All of a sudden, Jamison Williams, their first-round pick of two years ago, 12th overall. But he, he was started. hurt the first year. I mean, it, in was. regards to that, he was hurt the first year. So Right, right. And, and then he was suspended for four games yep. this year. It was supposed to be six games. All of a sudden, he's been good. Amon Ross St. Brown's been sensational. And Josh Reynolds is a very, very unspoken receiver. Like, nobody ever talks about him, but he continues to just perform well. So you're going to have a tough time stopping this offense. Add that to the fact that it's at Ford Field. It's not outside. Goff, not traditionally in the cold, good outside. So I, I do believe the Lions will be able to put up the points that can kill you both on the ground and in the air. But as far as you guys are concerned, I think the Packers will score their fair share of points as well because there's zero pass rush. There's just zero pass rush. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rieger, did you uh, you see the injury report this week for this game that came out yesterday? You seen it? Yes. Yeah. 16 dudes on the, uh, on the, uh, on the injury report for the Packers. 16. Like, literally that last game. You'll be fine. Like, every few plays, somebody was hurt for both teams in that game with the Chargers. Chargers guys were going out. Bosa got hurt. He's done for the year, it looks like. Uh, for the Packers, there was guys going out left and right. Jerry Alexander did not play that game against the Chargers. Did not. So that was Herbert going against the Packers secondary without their best player. Uh, we'll see if he plays this week against the Lions because uh, he's had back issues. And, you know, if you got a back issue, that's tough to play with. I don't care what position you are. Uh, so if if Jair Alexander does not play, there's inexperience everywhere because the last time we saw you, we had Rajul Douglas. Well, they traded his butt to Buffalo, so he's not here anymore. So you've got Valentine, a rookie, Valentine, a rookie out there. You've got all these inexperienced dudes trying to play quarterback. If Jair is not playing, that could uh, open up uh, a lot of scoring opportunities, obviously, for the Detroit Lions. Let's talk about expectations. Yes. Uh, Jeff Rieger uh, in Detroit, if you don't mind, sir. Uh, because at the beginning of the year, it was like, okay, win the division, you know, get to the playoffs, win a playoff game, and let's go. But now that we're halfway through, and y'all are sitting there looking at a possible one seed in the East or uh, the NFC, now is it Super Bowl or bust? Because are we going from having won a playoff game to now saying, hey, man, look, this is our chance. Philly, Philly may not be as good as everybody thought. San Francisco may not be as good as everyone thought. Maybe this is our chance to go win this thing. Is, is that where the fans are? Or yeah. is the fan base saying, just win a playoff game and I'm good? Like, we'll take the step next year. Just please win a playoff game before we talk about a Super Bowl. All right, so I saw this question, and it's going to tie in. I saw this question on Twitter, so I used it on the air the other day. Let me give you this question. Now, you've won Super Bowls, but you have to put yourself in a Lions fan's shoes. Sure. Understand you got one playoff win since 1957. For the majority yep. of your life, the team's been a joke, right? They've tortured you, whatever. Okay, so I'll give you the one seed, all right? That means you get home field throughout. You get the first round bye. But whoever you play in your first playoff game, which would be week two of the playoffs, is going to be tougher than if you got the two seed. You still win your division, but you got to play in the first week of the playoffs, but you're probably going to play the seventh seed, which is like maybe Tampa Bay, or maybe you play Minnesota, or or, or maybe you play, I, I, I don't know, pick a team. The Rams somehow get hot and get that seventh seed, which would be unbelievable, by the way, Stafford versus Goff. Oh, right. That'd be amazing. So what would you rather have as a Lions fan? I asked this question. What do you think the majority of people say? Two seed. Why? 
because they don't want to face the tougher opponent. They want to get a win in, in the first round of the playoffs. As screwed up as it is, you're dead on. Yeah. And it's insane because my expectations are different, but most of Detroit, and I don't want to speak for Lions fans, but I think a lot of Lions fans are like, listen, we got to get that playoff win. We got to get that home playoff game. We got to win the division for the first time since 93. Those are our expectations. But as they keep winning, they're eight and two, and they're one game off the top seed. And by the way, I disagree with you. I think Philly is pretty damn good. I mean, I've thought that before. The rest of their schedule is very, very difficult. With that being said, I mean, just the other day, yesterday, when we're taping this, they go in, they find a way to beat the Chiefs. Chiefs can't score in the second half. So I do think Philly is is awesome, but they're going to play the Niners. They're going to play the Cowboys. They're going to play the Bills. So they have some very tough games. The Lions don't have as tough of a schedule until the last three games. But I think for a guy like me, you got to go to the Super Bowl. For a guy like me, you got to take advantage of a down NFC. For a yes. guy like me, you have to strike and say, you know what? Let's effing go, right? Considering it's been forever, we've never got to think about a Super Bowl, and now you're sniffing a one seat. For a lot of other Lions fans, it's totally screwed up. But Rieger, it's, it's get us a playoff win, which I totally disagree with. Rieger, I, I will tell you, the year the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship, a yes. couple years ago, okay? I remember. We were doing the big show. Giannis bought like, like, and, like uh, a fast food for everybody. Yeah. We were... I'm doing the big show, and we were all arguing about seating. And Ellerson, Gary Ellerson, the former Lions running back and Packers running back, and Leroy Butler, the NFL Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, were both saying, I don't care about seating one way or the other. And all the fans and myself were like, well, I care, because if they're the one seed, they avoid the harder path. Yes. If they're the the two or the three seed, holy crap, this is not going to be good. Well, guess what? They ended up being the three seed, and they got lucky to a certain degree, because they had, to, they had to take out Brooklyn. They got through that because Brooklyn got hurt a little bit. And then the big shoe, whatever you want to say with Durant. Yeah, his toe was on the three. That Philly was supposed to be after that. And you're like, oh, my God, you got to go through Brooklyn. Then you got to go through Philly. Two physical matchups. Philly gets upset by Atlanta. So then you get the Hawks. And then you skate into the finals against the Suns. It all ended up working out. But for me, it was like, I don't want to go through that gauntlet if I don't have to. We'll be all beat up. I will say this. You're saying if I'm a Lions fan, what would I want? I want the easiest path. And I'll tell you the other thing that you'd had to bring up. They've never played with a bye week going into the playoffs. Ever. I don't want to go through that if I'm Dan Campbell. I don't want to go try. We we haven't even won a playoff game yet. Now you're going to tell me I got to sit home and watch like we've actually done something in the playoffs. I want to continue my momentum and play. Now, maybe it's different. Why would you want to play an extra playoff game? You because you need, listen, no, 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 no. the Packers have been in as a wild card and they've marched themselves all the way through. Like that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter as much. It doesn't. If you're playing well, you want to keep the rhythm. Now, if the Lions lose two of their last three and their last game included and they're in a funk, well, then, yeah, then obviously I want to buy week because I got to regroup. I don't want to go in like that. And if you guys are steamrolling, guys, the last three games up, you said it's a tough schedule. I don't know what your last three games are, but if, well, if you steamroll the last... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, they play Minnesota two of the last three games. And, of course, Minnesota has been the better team in the NFC North other than the Lions. So I think a lot of people are circling those names. But go on. Sure. So, like, let's say they win four of their last five, five of their last six. I want to keep playing. Like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to have a break here 
And then try to come back and try and get that mojo and get that momentum going. I, that that bye week for me in the NFL can be a very dangerous thing. If you well, you're thinking about Aaron Rodgers two years ago, that's what you're thinking about. You're playing. You're thinking about Rodgers winning the MVP, losing the San Francisco like you guys did two years ago. Well, they could have played San Francisco the week after. Wouldn't it have mattered? San Francisco that year was going to beat the Packers but, regardless. But here's why you're wrong, though. I feel Here, here's how you're like. Listen, I understand. In Detroit, because we've never been here, we've never got to achieve this, we're thinking just win a playoff game. That's that's small potatoes in my mind. That's soft. That's weak. Here is the X factor that you did not bring up. If you get the one seed, you're guaranteed home field throughout. And I don't think they can go to Philly and beat the Eagles. I don't think they can go to San Francisco and beat the Niners. But if you get those teams coming to Ford Field, you got a swingers chance in this whole thing, and you can go on to the Super Bowl. So, again, it's what your expectations are. It's if you're stuck up with the crappy past and SOL, which is same old Lions, and, hey, I just want to check stuff off the list, which is fine. But my mindset is, I don't know the next time you're going to be this good. Nothing is guaranteed. Just because you're good this year and you're young doesn't mean oh. you're going to be good next year. No, 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 no. Yeah. You straight now, Sparky. Look at the Buffalo Bills for crying out loud, right? Their window seems like it's closed, right? Like, you don't know when that window's going to close. Not to mention, Lions got to start paying guys, right? They got to pay Amon Ra. They got to pay Aiden Hutchinson. They got to pay Panay Sewell. They got to figure out what to do with Jared Goff. That cap. They're under it significantly right now. That cap is going to be an issue for years to come. So you strike. You get the one seed. You go to war. Let's worry about last. Who cares about a play? Here's what I would say. Every other city, and I can go through the list, that have won a playoff game since the Lions have last won a playoff game in 91, the 90, it was 92, the 91 season. Like Tampa Bay, right? Like the Raiders. These teams win a play. The Giants. These teams win a playoff game. And it's like, big freaking deal. No big deal. Because it happens all the time. But then in Detroit, we're going to throw a freaking parade. Like that's but Rieger, absurd. I don't remember. I don't think you were here. But the Milwaukee Brewers, they had a 27-year playoff drought. Had it gotten over 511 years. When they got that wild card berth, because CC Sabathia was acquired midseason, was immortal the second half of that year. I remember. Okay, but Rieger, to this day, I've never heard of this. The Brewers threw a party at the Summerfest grounds. The entire team came, the whole deal. Robin Yount was the assistant to Dale Swaim because they had fired Ned Yost with like two weeks to go in the season or whatever. Swaim was the interim manager of the former Brewers shortstop. We had a party. We did the big show there from the Summerfest grounds before the playoffs started, Rieger. The regular season ended. They had an off day or two, and then they got to play. It was a wild card. And we threw a party for them before they played a playoff game. In all my life, I've never heard of any professional That's sports weak. organization and fan base ever doing that in my life. You know what that's like? That's like the Lions hanging playoff banners. At one point, the Lions had banners in Ford Field, and it listed the years they've gone to the playoffs. Not Brewers actual, do the same like, thing. championships. Brewers do the same Bro- thing. Brewers have flags for the wild cards. Yes, yeah, same stupid. thing. Yes. Set your standards higher. Come on, just because you've experienced nothing but losing your entire life doesn't mean the goal changes. The goal is always to win it all. And when you can, it doesn't come around very often, you take advantage. That's why if I'm a Lions fan, and like I've mentioned, they haven't played as good the last three games. If I'm a Lions fan, I want to get the one seed. And I'm hoping Philly loses at least a couple games. And I would assume they would, considering their schedule is a bitch.
Yep, they will. They absolutely will. They're not, I'm telling you, they're not as good as they were. There's there's no question in my mind. They, they are beatable uh, in the playoffs. Okay, let, let's talk about this uh, going into this Packer-Lions game because we got to get our predictions in here with yes. only a, a few minutes to go. I'll start. I think the Lions uh, beat the Packers somewhere in the area of like 34 to 24 or something along those lines. I can see that. And I will tell you this right now. If the Packers score 24 points and they lose, I'm good. Totally fine. <laughs> totally oh, fine. Times have changed. Totally fine. And that's because I know what the defense of Joe Barry is. Like, it is what it is. I've dealt with this forever. Fine. For me, it's just about keeping this offense going, right? The worst thing that could happen, as far as I'm concerned, obviously, is if Love gets hurt. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But if Love stays healthy, the worst thing that could happen is the, the Lions beat the Packers 38 to 3. Like that would be horrible because then your defense gets torched, which everybody will expect anyhow. But then if your offense gets shut down again after three pretty good performances, then everybody's gonna be like, see, they played a good defense, and look what happened. Even though technically uh they haven't been playing all that well, as Rieger pointed out earlier in the in the podcast, but that'll be the saying. They have to continue to build odd successes on offense with these young receivers, the young tight ends. No Aaron Jones is gonna hurt the offense. I get it. But if they can score some points against this Lions defense uh, and make it interesting, even though they give up 30-plus points, I-, I think I'd be okay with it. Packer fans won't be. They'll all be called for Joe Barry to get fired and so forth. But I'm more about this offense than I am about the defense kind of going forward uh, for this year. Rieger, your prediction. All right, so I think the Lions win the football game too. And I think 34, I would actually agree with you. This offense puts up in the 30s routinely. Even last week against the Bears, Goff had three picks, could have been five picks. They were horrendous. They still scored 31 points. So yep. I would say 34 is a good number. As far as the Packers are concerned, that's the big X factor, right? I know the Packers have a ton of injuries. This should be a game where Hutch and McNeil and Kaminsky eat. They should get all kinds of pressure on Jordan Love. But that hasn't been how things have gone the last four to five weeks. So I would say the Packers, at least for a while, are in this game. So I say 31-27. And I'll go, that's my final. Lions go into 10 days of break. Then they'll take on the Saints. They'll go to 9-2 and two for the first time in forever. And the Packers, what, fall to 4-7. and seven. So I, I, I like where your head's at. I do think that Lions will definitely be able to score. But defensively now if they make right in this game if they go out hold you guys to seven points if they get home six or seven times you're talking 10 qb pressures you're talking hurries then i think lions fans will feel really magnificent if they don't if they gave up 28 points like i'm predicting right lions fans are still gonna freak out saying our defense just isn't good enough and despite being eight and two detroit still wants Aaron glenn fired who was the dc yeah, and I don't. I, I mean, I get it. I, I don't. I mean, I do too. But I don't get it. I, I mean, I understand why why they would. This is my thing. For so many years at Thanksgiving, yeah, Gary always talked about game. it. It was the Super Bowl for Detroit, right? Yes. This was the one game we do it every year and so forth. And I've said for many many a years that I think it's stupid that it gets to go and be in Detroit every year. I think it's sure. dumb. The, the one um, and, time on national TV, really. I mean, because usually the Lions aren't on national TV. Right. That was their one chance. I don't have a problem that Detroit plays every year. We can keep that tradition. All I'm saying is Detroit and Dallas, they could be at home every other year. And then whoever they're playing on that other year, 
they could be home. So like if Detroit was home last year and now the schedule comes out this year and Green Bay is the home team yeah. and they get the Lions, fine. The Lions still play at Thanksgiving in the first first time slot, but now it's in Green Bay. And then next year in Detroit, now the year after, maybe they play the Bears. Okay, now it's in Chicago for Thanksgiving. And it gives more of an opportunity for some of these other cities to have it on Thanksgiving. Marky. Not that I would ever go because there's no chance. I'm leaving my house on Thanksgiving to go to a football game. But having said that, that would be that would be something fun. My point on all this wasn't to start a fight with you. My point just was no, it's no, no, no. always go well, ahead. I'm just saying it would never ever happen. First of all, Detroit would throw a fit about it. Second of all, the league would never allow it, considering how much ad money the Fords give to the league. But go on. My my point in all this was it's always been kind of like the Lions Super Bowl, right? Because they've never been all that good. This is our one time, like you said, on national TV to show out and do something, yada yada yada. Legendary Packer Lions games over the years of things that have happened. In a weird way, this is kind of a must win for the Packers if they want to talk playoffs. It really kind of is because <laughs> then it's the Chiefs. And if you go to, you said four and seven, right? If you go to four and eight, if they run the table, if you look at their last five, it's very possible. Carolina, a bunch of crap teams. If yeah, they run the table, the right? If they run the table, then they're nine and eight, and maybe they still, they could still slide in. If they upset the Lions in Detroit on Thanksgiving, the national media, I think, next week will be like, hey, y'all, uh, Packers 5-6. and six. Right now, they're the eighth seed in the East, or in the NFC as it sits right now, the Packers are. So if they win this game, they're 5-6 and six with the Chiefs, and then that easy stretch after that, I don't know, man. This is a big, big deal for Packer fans that have dreams of the playoffs. I have none, but subdue And <laughs> If you upset the Lions, it's going to ignite that fire Oh, among the Packer fan base of, hey, maybe they will still end up in the playoffs at the end of the day. Uh, all right. I'm in no position to do this. I, I really am not. But I am a troll at heart. And I deserve this along with – I'm going to represent Detroit here. I'm going to represent Lions fans here. Fair. Okay? Fair. Uh, again, I hope I don't regret this. And with my luck, I'm sure this will somehow – I, make you guys go undefeated the remainder of the season and get hot going into the postseason. But I'm going to do it anyway because I think Lions fans deserve this and I can do this with you. You you said playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you think you guys are making the <laughs> Oh, that feels good. So many years I've heard, I've heard people do this to the Lions. <laughs> playoffs? Come on, please. I know you're the eighth seed right now what, two games behind Minnesota? Give me a break. You're not making the playoffs. I know you said you didn't think they were. Lions should beat them on Thursday, and that should end pretty much any Rear. dream that you make the postseason. I, I tell you what would be awesome. Not for you, yeah. Manny, but for me. For me personally, because yeah. of our relationship. Yes. yes, It would be amazing if they upset the Lions, and somehow or another, <laughs> they end up getting the Lions as the one seed, you know, uh, eventually in the playoffs. No, they would be the two seed. The Lions end up as a two seed. The Packers right. get in as the seven, and they play again in the first yeah, round of playoffs with the Lions having not won a playoff game in so long. And now you get your chance to win your first playoff game against the Packers, of all people. Right. And by uh, the way, we would be celebrating because yes. all of Detroit would be like, oh, please kick the Packers' ass. Right. Unless you lost to the Packers here, then you'd be one and one during the season and all that. That would be a lot of fun. But again, I don't think they beat the Lions. But I don't. Party, I'm not sure it'll even be close. I, I don't know why you want such grief for Lions fans. If that were to happen, we, we would quit football. That'd be it. That'd be it. <laughs> the only thing that would be worse than that 
The only thing that did worse, if the Lions made it in as a one seed or a two seed, however you want to look at it, let's just say two seed, right? And they play the Rams, who just won, beat Seattle. They're two going to go against Seattle. They're, they, they're two games out of the last playoff spot. Yep. And if Matthew Stafford came back to Ford Field and beat Jared Goff oh. in a playoff game, this <laughs> town would riot. It'd be over. It'd be done. It would break us. We would no longer watch sports. We would go to art museums. We would, uh, you know, take up music. We would uh, go to a beer tasting festival. We would never oh, watch yeah. sports again if that were to happen. One of those two scenarios would literally kill us. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Stafford you, beating be. you. Oh, that would be horrible. I totally get that. Yes, Jeff Rieger. Follow him on Twitter at Rieger1984. Of course, catch him on Wojo and Rieger on 97.1 The Ticket. I'm going to tell you what I've told you for quite some time. That yes. website of yours needs to be fixed. I don't see you in the picture. The date on the picture is 2020. It's been three years. You all can update the damn website, man. You just you file a ticket like everybody else in Odyssey and get the damn website updated. Holy crap, that drives me nuts. I went out there today. And I was like, oh, I go out there to see the pictures fixed. Nope, there's Wojo. No Rieger. Just no Rieger whatsoever. It's heartbreaking. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're saying only Wojo's picture is on? Yes, it's been that way since 2020 when the whole thing started. Let's see. Hold on a second. Uh, I could be getting fired. I mean, you never know. No, you're not. It's been that way since you guys got the show. Um, I'm going to our website right now. Shows. Look. Huh. Where? Let me see. Hold on. I can't see it. That's it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, it does say. Oh, I Mojo see. But why don't you click on that, though? Click on what well, it should say Rieger at the bottom. Click on it. I clicked on it and I got Pat Caputo or no. whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever. I'll see what they can do. I'll see what they can do. She has how much I'm respected, I guess. Hold on a second. It's above it. Wojo and Rieger. Hold on. I click on it. Yeah. Neither one of you have a picture. No, no. Yeah. You know what? We're probably too ugly to put on the website. Let's be honest. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. People want to know do. what you look like. Like, how is that not a thing? I don't understand. Uh, Rieger, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to coming on your podcast, The Daily Ticket, as well. At Rieger1984, at Sparky Radio here. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. And have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Go Paco. 